Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 3 p.m. Trivia Tuesday here in New Vienna, Iowa, July 21st, 2020. We're getting deep into the year, more than halfway through. It's been quite a year, but it is Trivia Tuesday. Hopefully that makes up for a little bit. It doesn't, but we'll try and keep things light, keep things moving along, and uh, hopefully we'll have a good time. How's everybody doing today? It is raining here in Iowa, or it's been kind of like on and off raining. Basically, it only rains every time the girls start getting real antsy. And I'm like, all right, we got to go outside and go for a dog parade. And then and every time I do that, it's still raining. And then uh, I look out the window later and it's like, oh, the girls are calm. They're quiet. They're playing nicely. It's nice outside, not raining at all. So it's always like the weather's not cooperating. Hopefully things are going better where you are. At least the weather cooperated with me for my run today. Let's see who's here. We got uh, Mars Me, J.H., Awesome in Sydney where it's cold down there. <laughs> Stay warm down there, JH. Uh, we've got Mars Me. Oh, I already said Mars Me. Roadrunner Reviews is here. MC1796 says, what's up, gang? J Page just got Nova Blast and Road Blast today. Can't wait to try them out. The Road Blast is interesting. I kind of like, I feel like there's a missed opportunity with the Road Blast. It seems to me like a knockdown version of the Nova Blast, but I was hoping that it was like a faster version of the Nova Blast. That's what I'm hoping for. Ed Bud and I talked about that, where I like I want a fast version of the Nova Blast. Kind of like a Pegasus and a Pegasus Turbo. We'll see. Uh, Regan Dugan says, hey, hey, hey. Luis Becerra, Rain Runner. Uh, let's see. Terrence Huey. Stevie76 says, yo, what's going on? Uh, awesome. Lots of people here. Uh, <laughs> Terrence Huey says he's ready to get zero out of five plus one for today's trivia. Today's trivia is going to be tough for a lot of people. Yesterday, you guys, last week, you guys were like knew every single one. This time, I decided. Well, we've been talking about a lot about um, regional Iowan cuisine, so I thought I would go with like what's it called in Iowa is like the theme for today's trivia. There's stuff here. There's stuff that's only here. There's stuff that's here that's called different things basically everywhere else in the world. Kind of like collect, collected some trivia on that subject, and that's what we'll get to. But let's let's finish seeing who else is here. Mark Chancoco, Tony Masia, Sodimak, Luis Cameron. Um, says, FKT go down yet? No. The day is going to be Thursday. So today I went for an easy run, just one loop around the neighborhood, five and a quarter miles. Super easy, super relaxed. And then tomorrow will be a full rest day. And then Thursday morning, I think we're going to have good conditions. It's supposed to be about like 60 degrees around sunrise, like between 530 and 6 in the morning. That's when I want to get started. I don't really want to run with a headlamp or in the dark or anything like that. So um, I'll start at about 6. I should finish about 10 o'clock, hopefully before 10. Um, and it's not going to be too much hotter than that, maybe into the mid-70s. I don't think we'll even be into the 80s. So should be nice. I don't think there's going to be any rain. It is tree covered for a lot of the route as well. So I'm thinking that's going to be some uh, good running conditions. I think my wife can do that um, in terms of helping me get cars dropped off and everything. So that, that'll be the day. I got to figure out what shoe I'm going to run in. That's like the big question. Um, that'll be like the topic of tomorrow's video. Like what shoe and what other stuff am I going to do to prepare? Uh, all right. So Chris Dyke says, made it today. Hey, folks. Martha's here. Ben Eng, Jody Runs, Daniel M., Adam Anderson, Superfast30. 
Cool, cool. MC1796 says, um, another track day Tuesday for him. Uh, I believe him. Uh, seven by 400. That's 74 seconds. Definitely felt the burn this morning. That sounds speedy and intense. Awesome. Um, all right. We got Drake Holtree. Sody Mac is in here. Says, I realize I've had too many beers to follow this chat bio. I'm going to uh, going back to listening to George Michael tunes. Awesome. Um, Daniel Wen says, when is the appropriate time to recalibrate your heart rate zone with a lactate threshold test among a training block? Um, I think that uh, you can move it along. I don't think there's any rule. I mean, different coaches might um, differ on that, but I think that you're going to, you're going to necessarily move it as you go from the beginning uh, towards the end. I mean, although I don't know that you necessarily move your heart rate zones that much during a single training block. Um, you might a little bit, um, but the whole point of having the, the heart rate zones is that it accommodates for the adaptations that your body makes as you're getting stronger from the beginning of the marathon training block to the end of it. And so what, instead of saying like some coaches will say like, all right, today is a tempo day. You're going to be running like 640 per mile, uh, for your pace, for your, for your tempo. Um, and then later on in the block that might go down to 630 or 625, something like that. Uh, that's a little bit faster than my, my tempo paces, but just to throw out some numbers instead, if you just said like, you know, your lactate threshold number is running at a pace of about like 165, like 160 to 170 beats per minute. Um, that pace will change over the course of that, uh, marathon training block. I'm not sure that I would really think I need to change it unless like I'm doing the workout and it feels too easy. That's like when I would change it. That took me a long time to get to that answer. When it feels too easy, that's when you change it. All right. All right. So let's get to the first question here for today. So we just get, get the um, trivia started, and I'll get through some more of the comments and then some of the chat while we're going for it. So the theme today is what's it called in Iowa? All right. So question number one. In Germany, it will be called a schnitzel. In Japan, donkatsu. What is it called in Iowa? Germany, it's called a schnitzel. I guess in in uh, in Vienna it'd be called uh, a Wiener Schnitzel, but uh, in Japan it'd be called donkatsu, which is delicious. Um, my favorite Korean food is like when Korean people make other Asian countries' food. I don't know why. Like so when Korean people make Japanese food or when Korean people make Chinese food, that's what I love. And I don't think I'm not saying that it's better, but those are my experiences like early on with those foods. And so maybe I think that's what it is. It's like my theory with pizza. Like the best pizza is the kind you grew up eating. It's 100% a subjective answer. So that's it. But anyway, let's see if we get some answers in here. Um, Ross W says chicken cutlet. Hey. Where's mom? I don't know. I think mommy's downstairs. I saw her in the kitchen a couple of hours ago. And now she's, you know, gone. Uh-oh. Do you think maybe she went, maybe she went to the bathroom? Did you look in the bathroom? Okay, I'll look there. All right, uh, we got pork chop, crispy fried pork. That's getting close. Ch chicken breast. That's funny. Uh, it, it's going to be a pork dish though. 
Um, back fam, I think that's going to be the closest. Yeah, there you go. Back clan, back fam, back fam. You're like jumping the gun. You're answering like multiple questions in one. I'm not going to read that one out yet. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, B Rutland knows. Um, pork chop? No, it's not a pork chop. But I'll go with back fam. He's got it. It's called a pork tenderloin. So like, I mean, I know there's a such thing. There's a cut of meat called a tenderloin on in pork right but it's not like that's not what when you get pork tenderloin especially at like a fair or a picnic and by picnic i don't mean like a picnic like a family picnic like a picnic which is what they call like street fairs around here um or at like the iowa state fair when you get pork tenderloin you're getting a piece of pork that's been like hit with a mallet to flatten it out tenderize it breaded and then fried so that's a pork tenderloin that's what they call it here yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Lewis M says a couple of whiles ago. She has, uh, those are her like, um, like indicators of time. Um, yeah. I remember when I was a little bit older than her, like my, my Korean wasn't that great. My Korean is even worse now. But I, I knew how to say like yesterday, the day before yesterday. And then the only other word that I knew before, other than like yesterday and the day before yesterday was like, a long, 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 long time ago. Yannara, yannara. That's how I would say it. Like a really, really, like like ages ago. Um, yeah. So like when when kids like don't know how to like express time, I think it's really cute. Uh, Rainwater says I'm suddenly very hungry. Yeah, a lot of it's gonna be food today. You know. Um, Emma um, says I should have got that one. I'm an ISU alum. Go Cyclones. Yeah. <laughs> um, El says schnitzel is usually made with chicken. Is it really? I didn't think so. I thought schnitzels were made with pork as well. Hmm. Oh, oh, that's interesting. David Phillips says, when you're poor and you do the same to a bone-in pork chop, you do the same to a bone-in pork chop, breaded and pan-fried. Yeah. yeah. Um, David Phillips says pork for sure. Very cool. Yeah, Terrence Huey says torta milanesa. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, basically, yeah, same, same idea. I think like every culture has that concept of like, hammering out what would be otherwise maybe a little bit of a rougher cut of meat, um, breading it and then frying it. It's delicious. It's like the hu it's human language. <laughs> All right. Funny, funny, funny. Jody, Jody Run says we have veal schnitzel. Yeah. Um, Chris Dyke says, I thought it was veal. I think that Wiener schnitzel is veal. And I think that's one of those protected regional foods. Like you can't, you're not allowed to call it that. It's, I don't know if it's, illegal but is against there are like standards and like i don't know if ordinance is the right term for it but yeah um back fam says when i moved to the south i was really disappointed that a southern fried pork chop was not a pork tenderloin <laughs> yeah it's confusing a lot of a lot of the terms in iowa can be very confusing if you leave um <laughs> uh, awesome there was a quite a running question in here let's get to that one real quick um, all right. Ricky Nip says, got a pair of the Saucony Guide 13s a little while back. I figured they're very similar to the Ride. Warm, like you said, but comfortable and good trade-off. Yeah, that's nice. Very nice. Yeah, the Guide and the Ride, I think, are the same shoe. One is um, stability version, and the Ride is uh, not stability, I think. That's my understanding. Um, Luis Becerra said that it's ceviche. <laughs> very funny. 
Uh, oh, yeah. Casey Petty says also card Payard. Yes. Stevie Center 6 mystery meat. It could be. I remember I was watching a um, – I saw a one of those, like, cooking shows, but it wasn't like a cooking show. It was like a food show about a family that bought a food truck. Uh, they were down in Texas, and uh, they were making the pork tenderloins. And the pork tenderloins are usually big. They're, like, the bigger – they're, like, bigger than the plate is kind of, like, the idea of it. Um, and, like, they made – they had a food truck that was just pork tenderloins. Because they were from Iowa and they missed the sandwich. And I thought I think it went over really well. All right. Let's get to question two. We got another question here. All right. This one might be a little bit more controversial, but I think that um, the little investigation – I did investigation on this a, a while, a while back. Um, but um, we can get into that. But first, here's the question. Everywhere else in the U.S., it's called a sloppy joe. What's it called in Iowa? Everywhere else, it's called a sloppy joe. What's it called in Iowa? They also call it a loose meat sandwich, which I feel like is like a, just hor- like obviously a copywriter or an ad person never got anywhere near that phraseology for describing what this sandwich is. Well, you would call like a sloppy joe, um, but what do they call it here in Iowa? Let's see. Bart Osh says, in Poland, we call it when we're talking about like the pork tenderloin. He says, you call it kotlet shabui, and it's made of pork. Cool. Casey Petty says, loose meat sandwich. Yep. Uh, Terrence says, taco pizza joe. <laughs> you're, you're getting close. Uh, Active Living Challenger says, shredded beef. Nope. Louis Basir says, mole. Nope. Link 130 boy says, happy joe. A messy keen. <laughs> <laughs> Louis M says not loose meat. Yeah, not really. Hank Aaron says barf on a bun. I mean, it depends on your kind of like stance on it. The uh, I've made them at home, and uh, it's basically like ground beef cooked up until it's like very like loose, almost like like a sloppy joe, because um, I think it is. I think it's a pre- I would consider it more accurately a pre- predecessor sandwich to the sloppy joe. But the sauce that goes in it, the ingredients are ketchup and mustard. Hanging, let's taking asking a running question says thoughts on daily protein intake for runners. Uh, You know, I don't think about it probably nearly enough considering that I'm mostly a vegetarian, Uh, and then I I mean I mean pescatarian is probably a better word to describe what I am, but um, so because I will have seafood on occasion, but. yeah, I, th- I think that uh, I like to have a variety of foods and I look for vegetables that do have their own natural amounts of protein in them. So I like to eat lots of beans. I like to eat tofu. Um, those are things that I consume regularly. And uh, I do occasionally take a protein shake after a harder workout. Uh, but I don't I don't actually count the number of grams of protein that I take. That'd be a good question for a, a nutritionist. No, a registered dietitian. I forget what one of them is. A registered dietitian is someone that like goes to school specifically for it. And there's a degree and there's like a governing body. Um, I think that's like a licensing uh, authority. And then a, a nutritionist is I think I could call myself a nutritionist, I think. Um, all right, so let's get to some more of these answers. Roadrunner Review says manwich, kind of close. Uh, Mark Chancoco says chili burger, seasoned grilled cow. Jay Page has the right answer. Stevie76 with chili is kind of kind of right. 
Uh, Ross W says taco sandwich. I think I think that we could I think we could work on something there. But if we combined what it's called and maybe did like a taco version of it, that's be interesting. Um, but J Page has it right called the Made Right M A I D dash R I T E. Um, both words are spelled incorrectly on purpose. I don't know why they do it because it's like it's made right. I used to call I I could always for, would forget what they were called. Uh, I would call them ready mades because there would always be leftovers, and then you just scoop a bit into a hamburger bun, and then like eat it that way. You can microwave it if you wanted to, and then heat it up and scoop it into a sandwich, and just I usually add a little extra mustard on mine, um, and then put the top bun on, and that that'd be it. But they're called made rights because um, they're made right. They're loose. They're described as loose meat sandwiches. This is no lie. That's exactly how they're described. And there used to be a chain called Made Right. Um, it still exists. There's a couple of them. I, I've seen them uh, in a variety of towns. And uh, it's kind of like a lunch counter kind of spot. And they serve Made Rights. Uh, they're like the the decor is somewhat similar to White Castle. But the made right sign is like the shape of a stop sign. Yeah. Um, Backfam says, not sure I ever heard of it other than loose meat sandwich or number one on the menu. I guess if you didn't get, if you weren't getting it from the made right shop, you would call it a loose meat sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Benning, made right, spelt wrong. That's right. That's it. That's it. Um, and I think, so Sloppy Joe's, the reason why I think they're connected is that there's Sloppy Joe's, I think that origin of that sandwich traces back to Florida, but there's like, it was a, a competing, there was Made Right, and then there was another company, like a competing fat franchise that was trying to develop, and there was some sort of dispute the, within the Made Right company, and then it split into two companies, and that person named Joe went to Florida and that's where I think where the sloppy Joe came from. I think that's the history if I remember it correctly. So that's why I think that they originate from like the same place. And I think there might've been some regional variations that kind of morphed over, over time and distance, but that's what I'm thinking. Um, <laughs> uh, says you go to the malls made, right? Get a loose meat and pork tenderloin sandwich with tons of mustard on both chefs. Can. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. Like just extra, like the well, not even French is just whatever. Like the yellowest yellow mustard is not a spicy mustard, just yellow mustard. It's it's delicious. Back when I was eating meat, I would I would love made rights. You know how I would also eat them? Oh, this is like a heart attack on a bun. Is uh, I would eat them for breakfast too, like the leftovers. Like my my mother used to make a whole bunch of them, and um. I'll take the leftovers, heat them up like just the loose meat in a bowl in the microwave, put it on a bun, and then fry an egg on top. Oh my goodness, that was oh, that's a delicious sandwich. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Martha says, I thought Sloppy Joe's harked back to Havana. There's a cafe there named that. Is there? Interesting. Hmm. I, I mean, I'm definitely open to. Um, uh, learning more about it. I, I love like weird food trivia. So, hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, Rainer says, I think Kapuzi trying to get us all to be vegetarian. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. So from Cuba to Florida, it became Sloppy Joe's. Hmm. But if it came from Cuba, why would it be called Joe? Hmm. 
Interesting. CV76 says the made right with an egg on it is a YOLO sandwich. That's true. <laughs> It'll be a short YOLO too. Oh, man. All right, let's get to question number three. This one, um, it's also food related, but it's not about eating a food. But this one is one that I encountered. It's going away, um, but it's something that I would encounter with Easter frequently, like the holiday meal that you would eat with Easter. Um, what would it be called? That's not what the trivia question is, but that's where I first like started hearing it. I'm like, oh, is there a difference? Um, but anyway, in many parts of the, here's the question. In many parts of the U.S., it's called dinner. But what is dinner called in Iowa? In other parts of the country and in the world, it's called dinner. That meal that you eat at the end of the day, the evening meal. It's called, you call it dinner. What do they call it in Iowa? Let's see if everyone else gets it. Hmm. Martha says the Sloppy Joes could be from expats in Cuba back in the day. But where did they get the idea from? I think they got it from middle of Iowa. Maybe they did. I'm not going to insist on that. I'll, I'll have to do some research on that Sloppy Joe. Oh, man, everyone knew this one. This was quick. Emma Wilhelm got it first, I think, calling it supper. Martha knew it supper. Oh, everybody knows that one. Oh. Rain Runner says din din. Yeah. Recycle on Wednesday says night breakfast. <laughs> Uh, Raymond Galicia says 10th breakfast. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So like when people would say like, we're going to have Easter dinner and it would be at lunchtime. I was like, what is going on here? I don't understand what this is. So that was really confusing. And, um, I learned that it's like a, an agrarian thing. So like, because farmers get up real early, they eat breakfast earlier. There's room. They get up earlier and they're working all day. There's enough time in the day for another meal, which I have kind of a – I always have like another meal in the middle of the day because I get up early too. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, in Toronto, and call it supper in Toronto. I know there's some there, – I think it's relatively common throughout the Midwest, but it's held on I think in Iowa a little bit longer, although even now I think that's going away. Like the grandkids or like, you know, the kids that are um, in my children's generation um on on my wife's side i don't think they're gonna call it have a difference between dinner and supper and uh yeah it's just super confusing but i think that's what you know where supper club comes from because that's the one you eat at night uh jennifer herring says i want some food now <laughs> funny um yeah martha says a lot of countries have their biggest meal in the afternoon and a lighter one at night yeah and that's kind of the same thing with dinner is the bigger meal and then I've done some, I did some reading and writing up the questions for today saying like, as like things became more like suburban and people would go to work or go to school all day and then have one big meal together as a family unit, the dinner moved, the that bigger meal moved towards the end of the day. Rainwater says, I think they call it supper in Pittsburgh as well. Yeah. But I think even then though, I think that like, at least here in Iowa, like if I called it, I mean, I think my mother-in-law calls it dinner. It's like time to eat. Oh, she just usually says time to eat when, when dinner's on. But, um, but yeah, she's like dinner's ready. Dad? So she'll and when she says that, she Daddy means, something. she means like the evening meal. Except for I think like the holidays. Yeah, we got. Whoa, where'd you get that watch? From Grandma's bedroom. Oh, okay. Did you it lose it in there? Up. Hey, you want to show that to everybody? Look, it lights up. What? 
That's cool. What's on your face? All right. Did you find mommy? No. She wasn't in the bathroom? She might be on a phone call. That's more where she might be. You can use these two tiny buttons on the button, which yeah. switch the time. Yeah. Do you like that watch? Mm -hmm. Is it comfortable? Yep. Would you recommend it to other people? No. No? Mm -hmm. You don't think other people should get it? No. Why not? Well, I'm not saying that you have to give yours to other people, but what if someone else wanted to buy that watch? Would you think that's a good choice? Mm -hmm. Yeah? Okay. All right. The, the LOL watch is, uh, is recommended by the baby, in case anyone knows. <laughs> Commanding Cam with the super chat coming in. Thank you. Says, I need my running watch to glow like that. Hey, that might be what I need to be able to see him uh, during the daytime because I have a hard time seeing, seeing watches sometimes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, man. Uh, not really, Hank Aaron said, lifted grandma's watch. No, it's, it's, a, it's a LOL doll's little, like one of those little plastic watches. And uh, I think she must have left it in grandma's room at some point. So <laughs> Hank you calls out the Garmin 0001. <laughs> uh, Daniel M says, Kofuzi, let's get a watch review of that thing. Uh, I mean... We just did it. We got one. Uh, she she doesn't recommend it if you're going to take her watch away. But if you are on the market for an LOL watch, she recommends that one. You can use the buttons to make it glow or to change what time it is. So highly functional. I always think that watches need more buttons. <laughs> uh, Casey Petty says, that's a Skechers Garmin collab. <laughs> that's maybe what it would look like. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, it looks like Shannon's in here. Hi, Shannon. How are you? Where is she, though? I can't see it. Um, all right. Uh, Lewis M says, are you excited for baseball and basketball to be back? Uh, I, to be honest, I haven't been watching much of either. I haven't watched much basketball in a long time. Um, and then baseball is just becoming less and less. Like, the more, like the, like, the more kids we had, the less sports I watched. So, like, by the time the baby came around, not that we have that many, we have two, but like, there was the dog, then the babies, and then all the running, and then, you know, just like my amount of time that I had to watch baseball is diminishing. And I think that, um, <laughs> Shannon says, lol, it's dinner. Supper is used by old people. Eh, maybe, maybe. But I think some, like, right now, these days, the only time I hear the word supper, is when it's referred to like uh, like Easter supper, and I think Thanksgiving. Do they call it supper, or we call it Thanksgiving dinner, and we have it in the in the middle of the day. I don't know if that's because my father-in-law used to work at, before he retired. Used to work at John Deere, and um, he would work on Thanksgiving because then you'd get paid overtime, and then we'd have it Thanksgiving dinner when he got back from work, which is like around two or three. So that's, I don't know if that's why or because they call it Thanksgiving dinner because it was in the middle of the day. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. Lewis M says, I work retail for the Rockets, so always got a good view for free, and I'm super happy to have them back. Um, yeah, but they're not going to be, um, they're going to be, oh, everything's in uh, Orlando, right? It's kind of a weird situation. Um yeah. So, I mean, the other thing is, like, I, I just don't know if these sports should be coming back. 
I suppose baseball is one that I think I'd be more comfortable with coming back before like basketball. Um, yeah, but I mean, we'll, we'll we'll see if these seasons actually like happen. I mean, I guess MLB's playing games, right? Are they for real games, or are they? Is it still like exhibition games, like spring training, so to speak? I'm not sure. I haven't been following it that closely. Um, all right. Shannon says, okay, I've had phone watching your streams, not live. I want you to put your kids' soundboard to use, not for trolls. I was informed that I am a local legend on Strava. Hooray. Awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good to have you here. Mm, let's see. Arnold Elena says, for baseball, it's summer training camp, quote, unquote, right now. And the MLB regular season starts Thursday. Yeah, I mean, I I like it when ba when it is baseball season. I think it does good things for the city of Chicago when it is baseball season overall. Um, but this is a weird year, a very weird year. Um, Kyle Patton says, I've learned a new secret to avoid the heat right after 9 p.m. That'll certainly do it. Um, my my mother-in-law and I, we've been remarking at how like the, the night seems to fall earlier and earlier these days. It, like for like around 4th of July, I remember it wouldn't get dark here because like the horizon is, we could see so far because it's so, uh, there's, uh, there's no like tall buildings and stuff here. Like I could still see like daylight. I mean, it'd be twilight, but it wouldn't be dark until after like quarter after 10. Um, and now it's getting darker around like nine something. So it seems like quite a bit different. Um, but yeah, it's changing really quick. And the last two nights, we've been sitting out on the deck in the evenings, like the, the whole family. And um, we've been getting chilly at night too. So that's been a change. All right. Um, JB Scott says, what about the cutout fans they're using? Really odd. Yeah, cutout like the cutouts of fans is weird. Um, I think I saw a clip of the ba of a baseball game with fake like fan audio like overlaid on top of like the gameplay. That I thought was just like really really weird. Um, yeah, and background says the NBA's bubble experiment is really fascinating to follow. I agree, it's weird, it's so weird, um, but it's getting us that much closer to the concept of the axiom from Wally. Where like everyone's like, oh, it's screwed up here. We gotta go, and we got on the giant ship and left the Earth. Um, it's getting us closer to that. I, I mean, I kind of want to live on the Axiom. I think it'd be kind of cool as long as there'd be enough room to run around. I'd like the Axiom. Um, Brandon Cam says, do you use the Insta 360 One R 360 Edition for your running footage? Sometimes, um, yeah, sometimes I do, but it's harder to. It takes longer to work with overall because you have to do more with the 360 footage to get it to look the way you want it. And so um, I can't do it every day. It would just take, it just doubles the amount of editing time it takes. So I use it somewhat sparingly when I'm looking for a specific type of sh like shot for the day. Um, the video that I made earlier a couple of days ago, which was the um, Pegasus 37 versus the Ride 13, I did that with 360 camera footage, which I normally don't because when I'm trying to do a, sh a video about a product, like a shoe, I want to have the GoPro because the image clarity is better. But I did that one with the Insta360. And so that one, was, that it took really long to do that. Um, 
but usually it's it looks nice and it's a fun camera to play with but it just takes longer and the image quality isn't as good so i use it but not not every day um yeah let's see let's get to another question here um this one is not food not food but don't worry there's another food one number five will be food so we're gonna go to number four all right so some i think most people would probably call this cruising what i mean by cruising is um you know like driving back and forth down like a main street to kind of like see and be seen right so some might call it cruising but what is it called in iowa when you're just kind of like driving back and forth it could be down main street or some other like popular like main drag do people call it that i don't know um just one main route i think it was probably more popular before people had cell phones and could communicate i feel like you had to you know cruise down the main street to figure out where all your friends were because otherwise you didn't know and so you would like look like oh are they in the parking lot at mcdonald's or are they at the 7-eleven you know you just drive back and forth there'd be like a route what do they call that in iowa and this one might be hyper local this one might be like like an eastern iowa thing it might even be just i, I don't know there's two 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 phrases that i will accept um Stalking or drag, drive-by says not really Hank Aaron. B-Run says drag main. Terrence Sweet says joyriding. Um, let's see. What else we got? Uh, Kevin Brady says being lost. Stevie 76 scoping. Are these, are this is what, is it what it call where you grew up? Or are you guys just like throwing out some words? That'd be interesting. Uh, Casey Petty says casing the joint. Uh, Alex Goldberg says flexing. I don't think flexing, that's like a, a, a newer term. Um, Tom A.K. says pickup trucking. Mark Chenkoko, flossing. Um, yeah. J.B. Scott. Oh, J.B. Scott and Larry Lawrence. Oh, you guys are like really close to what I've been told it is. Because like I've never actually heard anyone say these like other than telling me this is what it's called. But you guys had the two answers that um, I was looking for. Louis M says, in Houston, we call it swanging. Interesting. Um, so um, JB Scott calls it scooping. Yeah. And so one of the things, what my wife calls it, it's called scooping the loop. She, she said it to me on multiple occasions. So I'm pretty sure she's not making that up. And JB Scott had it. And then uh, Larry Lawrence says cruising the gut which is very close to the other thing that I've heard it called. So like my wife is six years younger than her oldest sister. Her oldest sister calls it um, cutting the gut. And then she, my wife calls it scooping the loop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Frederick. Uh, Fixen Lund says, in Norway, we call it raining. Hmm. Larry Lawrence says, from Marshall, Michigan, originally in Florida now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not really Hank Aaron says, wasting gasoline. Yeah, gas was a lot cheaper back then. Um, yeah, Tom McKay says, scooping the loop in downtown Chicago. Yeah, I don't I don't know what they call it in, in, in Chicago for that, um, but... Yeah, they're, like my wife would tell me, like whenever we drive down into the main town here in Dyersville, which is like five mile, a couple miles down the road, um, whenever we go through, she goes, oh, yeah, we used to drive up and down this all the time in high school. We call it um, scooping the loop. 
Yeah. <laughs> Martha says those expressions sound too gastrointestinal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Recycle on Wednesday says cruising the gut sounds like a euphemism for a colonoscopy. Um, CA says it's rolling around the pudding in Germany. Oh, I like that one. Interesting. Lydia says, I like scooping the loop. I'm going to start saying that. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right, let's get to question five. All right. Name the sandwich. What do you call a sandwich filled with turkey, gravy, and stuffing that gets served out of crock pots? So it's kind of like a made right, where it's kind of like a loose meat sandwich, but you have tur it's turkey, gravy, and stuffing. It's kind of like casserole -y. It's kind of, uh, it's hard to even explain it but it gets served from a scoop and you scoop it and plop it onto like a bun. What is that sandwich called? Usually serves out a crock pot. You might see it next to a crock pot full of meat for walking tacos. So Martha says Thanksgiving leftover sandwich. It kind of is, but like a lot of people make this for like uh, wedding showers, bridal showers, baby showers, graduations, summer potluck, like that kind of thing. So, Luis Becerra says it's a torta ahogada. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Kyle Patton says, ew, wet bread. It gets kind of wet. So, like, it's, it's a, a sandwich you have to make and eat because it's, yeah, there's moisture there. I mean, yes, a lot of people do make them uh, with their Thanksgiving leftovers. It can get soggy. Um, CV76 says it's jail food. Um, maybe. We had a dish it, growing up in New Jersey there was a food that was they just called it turkey casserole it wasn't served on a on a bun but it was served with bread like dinner rolls but it was a, like a school lunch and we swore that they bought a big like giant block of it a frozen block of it at the beginning of the school year cut it in half we had half of it at thanksgiving time and half of it at easter time that's kind of like what we thought um lewis m says ain't that the moist maker from friends i'm not familiar with that uh, <laughs> Jeremy Lewis says it's Sloppy Joe's. It's not. Uh, not really Hank Aaron says it's a drunk mama special. Martha says drowned turkey. That's kind of close. Tom A.K. Grandma Stew. Stew is kind of like the texture. It's kind of close to it. Kind of like if you did like, um, if you took like, uh, what is it? Like Campbell's Chunky Soup and like put it onto a, like a sandwich. Like it's that like kind of texture. Kieferification says, if you know what a Wawa is, they literally have a sandwich around Thanksgiving called the Gobbler. It's pretty much Thanksgiving dinner on a roll. Yeah, I, I, um, I moved away from Central Jersey right around the time that Wawa started like infiltrating, or like down by the Jersey Shore area. So like I moved away from there in like 1992, 93, and that's where I feel like Wawa started coming in. So I'm not, I'm aware of Wawas, but I didn't grow up with them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Frank, Frank Fix and Lynn said, stop making me hungry. I've already gone to bed. <laughs> All right. Travis Rogan says, don't put it on a pizza. I don't think that this exists on a pizza at Happy Joe's. Cause like, and I have to think about it because I'm like, oh, I don't know. They have lots of stuff on a pizza at Happy Joe's. But the sandwich is called turkey and dressing. That's just what it's called. And um, uh, I think lots of families have their own like take on it. Some of it, it's basically just turkey. It's just kind of Thanksgiving leftovers, and you might add like a little extra gravy, maybe a little water, so it can cook in a slow cooker, and all the flavors can meld a little bit more. But um, yeah, uh, it's kind of like a stew-ish 
type of consistency, really starchy, really thick. It's always served super temperature hot uh, on a bun, and it is delicious. I tell you, it is good. Drowned turkey sounds better. It does sound better. But like the gravy is never like a brownish color gravy. It's always like, it's all like, one, it's like monochrome when it comes out. It's like the color of like uh, a little lighter than dark meat turkey, that color all the way throughout. It's kind of like almost like a slop of a, of a like consistency. Uh, you definitely need a ladle to serve it up. Stevie 76, are you sure it's turkey? Uh... It, it could be. It, it could be. I'm sure it is. I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> Kyle Patton says, I don't know. I know what a Wawa is, but I don't like the phrasing. If you know what a Wawa is. If you know what a Wawa is. That's funny. Um, MC1796 says, hey, it sounds pretty good. Not sure I'd want it served at my wedding, though. Yeah, I mean, I think that there are weddings where there are turkey and dressing sandwiches. Um, a lot of, like, big, I mean, weddings here are gigantic. And, um, like, I don't think I've been to an IO wedding that had less than 300, 400 people in it. And so the food that you need, you need a lot of food to feed a lot of people. Martha says, can you put cranberry sauce on it? I don't know. I think that would be really frowned upon. I've never seen that. Mm -mm. So Martha says, turkey and dressing, like hype rice. Yeah. Turkey and dressing would be good on a bowl of hype rice. <laughs> that would be a really good East, East meets West. <laughs> oh, so funny. Uh, Shannon says, no, thank you on the turkey slop. Awesome. Um, T Jeremy Trueblood says, I'm super light, but, uh, and this may have been mentioned, but since you're in Iowa, have you ever had a made right? Yeah, yeah. I've had, I've never had them actually from the store made right. It was the, one of the earlier questions. Um, but uh, my mother-in-law has a recipe for them. And uh, I found a couple of other really old cookbooks, uh, like local regional cookbooks, like the kinds, my, one of my favorite cookbooks is the cookbook that my wife's uh, high school put together as like a fundraiser. And there's a recipe in there for, there's so many really interesting recipes in there, but one of my favorites is for the maid rights. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan says, what do you, type of bread do you use? Like hamburger buns. That's what it goes, or white bread, like the cakiest, puffiest white bread that you can find, like Wonder White Bread. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. MC seventeen ninety six says, "Oh wow, three hundred people. I'd like to hold a small one and really splurge on the menu." LOL. Yeah. Um, my my sister in law, my wife's next oldest sister, who lives down the street. Um, they had, I mean, I did, I wasn't there for the wedding. I wasn't around at that time, but, um, at their wedding, they had like 500 or 600 people and this town's population at the time was like 400. So that's, I mean, it's a lot of people now they know everybody, but still, yeah, weddings get real big around here. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Lots of people. Um, yeah, they're fun. Really. If you have a chance to go to an eye wedding, I highly recommend it. Really fun time. All right, let's go to question number five. Oh, that was question number five. All right, here's a bonus. We did five. One, two, three, four, five. All right. <laughs> this is a bonus question. I think you guys will probably get it because I've said it before. But all right. Um, as an expression, here's a bonus question for what do they call it in Iowa? As, as an expression of surprise, you might say like, oh, oops, or whoa, or whoops. What did they say in Iowa? 
It's a Midwestern thing, though. What do they say in Iowa? Yeah, CB76 for the SoCase Showdown. What is it called in Iowa? As a, like, if you get surprised, instead of saying whoa or ooh or oops, what would you say? All right. People got it. Casey Petty says, golly. I don't know that people. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that one. Uh, Martha says, oopsie daisy. It's close. I think etymologically, it's probably part of the lineage that gets you there. Um, Rainrunner says, OG. JB Scott says, doe. Um, <laughs> Kyle Patton, very funny. Uh, yeah, but I think we got a couple of it here. G Willikers, I haven't heard that one. Suey says, not really Hank Aaron. I don't know that I've heard that one. Uh, but yeah, we've got it early on. Bryce Blankenfield says, OPE. O-P-E. Um, if you guys, I've mentioned this Twitter account many times. If you follow Midwest versus everybody, they, um, it, that whole Twitter account is like, a, it's a tribute to ranch dressing and the word Ope. So it's pretty amazing. Um, very funny, but I love your guys' answers. Kinkies? Doggone it? Yeah, I've heard that one. Whoopsie. Ope. Carlos says, what question? Um, yeah, the, the Carlos, the question is, what is the expression of surprise that is like local to the Iowa region? Instead of whoops or oh or oops. <laughs> Martha says, isn't Sui S-U-I or Sui S-U-E-Y for calling pigs? I think so. I've never heard anyone say that. But I've heard it like yelled at like uh like like state fairs and stuff, at like different contests. They have like calling contests. Um Bryce Blankenfield says, I cheated. I'm a Minnesotan. Yeah, you guys have Ope up there. I think Ope may have come from Minnesota, and it just filtered south south of the border. Uh, Kyle Patton says, weird. My mom says that, but she's from Georgia. Yeah, I wonder how broad that is. I feel like the Midwest versus everybody, I feel like there's a, a really broad like appeal to it that I think extends beyond the Midwest a bit. So, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Brian Wen has a running question says, uh, what running watch are you using for your runs? Right now I'm using the Grit X. I've also, because it's been so hot, although it's cooling off, because it's been really hot and I haven't been wanting to bring my phone, I've been running with the Apple Watch again as well. So I have like one on each. One is kind of like, you know, a really small phone because I have it. I wouldn't buy it for that purpose. Well, it's not a terrible idea, but I have it for that. And then I listen to the audiobooks off the Apple Watch and then, um, I have the Grit X to handle uh, maps and GPS and heart rate, getting the heart rate from my chest strap and the power data from my power meter. So that's what I've been using. Rainrunner says, do you use the Polar Beat app or the Polar Flow or both in addition to Strava? Do I need to use both? You don't need to use both. I would say you only need to use Polar Beat if you only have like, uh, if you just want to get the chest strap and you want to run with like your phone. Because then if you do the Polar Beat app, all you need is the heart, external heart rate monitor. Then running with your phone can get you pace, distance, and heart rate information um, for like 50 bucks, assuming you already have a phone, right? And so that's kind of one way to get introduced into the ecosystem. And then I would use the Polar Beat app to collect my data and you could push it to Strava. But then to look at my data, I would use the Flow. I think you can still use the Flow app to look at your data. I think you could use it on the web and I think you could use the app as well. But like in terms of the app interface, the beat and flow, I think in terms of looking at data would be similar. 
But the real benefit with Flow is when you look at Flow on the web. There's much more like you can use sliders to like look at smaller portions of your workout, get a little bit more detail that way. So that's how I would do it. Um, Kyle Patton says, Mike, any more favorite unbranded gear, specifically tanks and shorts? Um, my favorite tanks are the Roadrunner Sports. They have a, a real small R on the back. I like those. Um, I've been wearing the Corsa um, tank as well. That one's been pretty good to me. Roadrunner Sports is going to send me another one of those. Um, this one in time in black. So I'm pretty excited about that one. It's not that expensive. Um, I like some East Bay stuff. Uh, that's usually pretty good. Um, and I still really like TCA. So they also make really good stuff in terms of stuff that's like unbranded or just has really minimal branding. Path Projects also has really minimal branding. Some of the Janji stuff has minimal branding, but it's a little bit more expensive. Um, so that'd be, um, so those are good. So those are the ones that I like. Uh, Martha says, how about a sui call for chat trollers? Okay, we could do that. We could do that. Um, JH says, Kofuzi, any idea why the Mizuno Wave Inspire 16 tongue is so long? It sits up high. I don't know. I don't know. A some of the A6 tongues are like that too. I just think it's a preference for some people that they want it to come up high. They're worried that I'm worried, think people are worried that it's going to cut into the ankle a little bit. I'm not sure. All right. Brian Wen says, what is Sui? I think it's a, it's a call that people, I think, I don't know if people actually use it or just people, it's one of like, almost like a trope, but um, it's what you would say to call uh, an animal if it's like kind of grazing or whatever it is. It's, I don't this is how much I know about farming. In the morning, you let them out from the, the, the pens or the paddocks. I don't know, the barn. I don't know, wherever they sleep. You might let them out to roam a little bit. Um, and to call them back, like when it's time to eat, you might say that. And they'll they'll hear it and they'll know it's time to come back. Um, all right, let's do one more. <laughs> we'll do two more. Martha says, are you gonna have to add a, a Sloppy Joe sandwich weird mile to the series? Oh, I mean, I, I suppose there needs to be an eating one, right? And so like, yeah, I think, I don't know if it, I, I, that, oh yeah, I've been thinking that I wanna get some like vegetarian crumb, like meat, fake meat crumble, so I can make some of these dishes. So maybe we'll do that. Um, but yeah, I like that. And then uh, we'll do, what was that last question that I wanted to talk about? Oh, okay, we'll end on this one. Josh Malley says, biggest tip for growing on YouTube from only 39 subscribers, asking for a friend. Um, I'll give you two. Um, one is like be involved in the community. Like, so like figure out when people are like, um, get into like comment sections, see what people are saying and like don't necessarily like respond to other lots of lots of other people's comments, but find some that are really connecting with what your points of view are or things that like you're really into uh, and, and, and build community. Um, when there's people that are commenting on your channel, always respond to them with something. They took the time to not only watch your video, but to write something as well. So come back with something. And if, even if it's just an acknowledgement of thanks, um, for someone that took time to stop by. That's one of the things that I would certainly do. Uh, and that's part of being in the community itself, right? So you have to be like a part. Uh, the other thing that I would say is figure out like what do you really know about or like what is your experience or viewpoint? Um, I like to think of it as like what's the lens through which you, you tell your story? Lots of us run and um, 
we all have very similar experiences and can relate, and that's an important thing. But we all have a slightly different point of view, a different way we look at things. Um, I've been getting a lot of messages and similar questions from people that are like uh, in lots of other countries. And I say like, you know, you can make some videos in English, like the ones that you think are gonna be real big, make those in English. But um, for the vast majority of yours, you should make them in your native language, that kind of thing. That's your, that's your, um, like your area of expertise, that's your knowledge, that's your small niche. So like if you are a budget runner out of India, you know, like I don't know what shoes are available in India, what the sales are like, when they're on sales, where to even buy them from. I can't talk about any of that, but someone that's in that area running in that space can definitely do it. Similarly, like if, if, you, if I were uh, starting up as an Iowa runner, I would talk about Iowan things because there's other Iowans here. There's other Midwesterners that are running and like have shared experiences that we can kind of draw from. So like whatever, like hyper local, hyper like you is where I would start. And then you can build, build, build bigger out from there. All right. I mean, that, you don't have to do it that way, but that, that's, I eventually got to that. And that's when I realized, oh, okay, and then that's starting to gain traction. So that's what's been working for me. Um, yeah, Martha says, uh, not Martha, I'm sorry. Uh, Shannon says, uh, not growing a YouTube channel. She's not growing a YouTube channel, but great tips. And she also says that being a genuinely kind person helps. Yeah, I mean, don't be a jerk. That also is good. Uh, if you can be genuinely kind, that's uh, even better. Uh, I do my best. I don't know that I'm always kind. I try. Um, but yeah, so there it is. All right. So I think that's it for today. Hope you guys had fun with Trivia Tuesday. Um, I don't think I made it too hard because there were some that you guys didn't get right away. But I think someone eventually got all of them or like each one someone had an answer and only like one of them think everyone knew like right off the bat so I, f I feel like I'm, I'm starting to get it but I had a lot of fun hopefully you guys had fun too um go get something to eat if you guys are hungry now I'm gonna go get something to eat even though I ate just before this I, I make myself hungry too um tomorrow's video I'll talk a lot more about like the FKT attempt it's gonna be Thursday the video for it will be up Friday but I'm sure like if you guys want you guys will see like results about it on uh, Thursday like afternoon Hopefully good results, um, but we'll see. But anyway, uh, video tomorrow, and then we'll do another live stream uh, in the afternoon. So hopefully I'll see you guys then. In the meantime, hopefully you guys are staying safe out there on your runs. Thanks, everybody.